So what do you do for fun? I used to walk on rooftops and fight crime. Now I'm not so sure. Whoa, you're a bigger dork than I remember. Just kidding. Hey, whatever happened to that, uh, that, that creepy old guy, the butler? Is he still uh, buttling? I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> Seriously, does he buttle with you? Chris, I told you not to touch it! Every day when you're patrolling the streets, every cop on every beat has a corrupted point of view. And I say, hey, hey, that's a queen a kind of day when crime always pays because you have a license. Hello, and you are listening to the Chronicle Podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this the other great Batman podcast. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Don, son of O. Van. This is just Jan. <laughs> just Jan. She's like Madonna, no last name, except for the last names that Madonna actually does have, which means that Jan probably has a last name too, but in <laughs> any case, um, before we talk about the episode, we don't really have a news segment on this show because it's not like Gotham has like you know, six news stories each week, but we, we have to talk about this. Um, within the last week, it was announced, as we joked about, like, mere weeks ago, I think on the, se- on the se- season premiere, we're getting our third Poison Ivy, folks. Our third Poison <laughs> Ivy, and we're in season four. Oh, God. So, uh, Matt, Matt, say goodbye to Maggie Gia. Say hello to Peyton List. Why? I, because between the character and her motivations, and for some reason, that means get a new actress. Now, we've had, like, you know, five different incarnations of Barbara Keene. Aaron Richards never, like, you know, left the show. Um, I, Riddler, you know, like, when he got on Frozen, he didn't change actors. I don't know. But whatever. It's a new Poison Ivy. Um, and this was right under our nose the entire time because I was listening back to the New York Comic Con panel and Danny Cannon, like, mentions at the end of that, like, oh, and we're going to be seeing a brand new Poison Ivy in episode 12. But, like, yeah. I didn't know he meant a brand new Poison Ivy. Yeah. What yeah. do you all think about this? Go for it. I was just listening to that um, a couple of days ago. <laughs> Finally got around to um, uh, listening to the podcast. And they were talking about... Uh, we were specifically talking about Barbara and Ivy about how malleable the characters were and I'm just sitting here like oh my god and then they also did the same thing uh, to a lesser degree there's character development and then there's what they did to those people who didn't really have characters to develop yeah um what the hell? <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, maybe this was the plan all along, but why was Maggie Yeeha on the entire season? So, like, I, I doubt, if they're going to say that, I, I, it's, it's weird. I imagine that Maggie Yeeha's agent says, you're not in this show very much. Let's just get you a more consistent gig. And, cause I saw her, like, tweet saying, you know, goodbye, Gotham. But, like, um, you know, when, when people say, like, you know, all oh, these characters are so malleable, you can kind of do anything with them. That's not an excuse to, like, do anything with them, you see. 
You know, there's like, you know, malleable and flexible, like, you know, okay, well, Clayface can be an actor, he can be a treasure hunter, he can be a woman, and then, and then there's like stuff where it's just like not the character, i.e., let's make Pe- Poison Ivy three unrecognizable characters for no reason. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not really angry, I'm just kind of like confused as to why they think this is like acceptable storytelling, because <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just weird, and... Poison Ivy is every bit as viable of, of a character from the source world as any of the other characters they have on right now. So, like, the fact that they keep on doing this is just very... It feels like they're trying to write rewrite the script on the character, but it's not really working at all. I don't think that this was their plan all along, because, like, every time that they've done something with Ivy, they've kind of, oh, this is the new direction going forward because of this reason. Like, um, the, the producers will never say this, and right on them for not saying it because it would be like very very mean to Claire Foley for saying this. But I, I truly think that like one of the reasons why Claire Foley was recast was because she was not not a good actress, and and, and I, I feel very bad for saying that. And I, I do think that she did get better, but like I think that's why she was used less and less as the show went on because she just you know. So they decided to you know when they recast take her in the new direction. But then I remember they why would they need to like do another transformation for her because they did a transformation for her last last season like you don't need to do a second one it's almost as if they did it just for the like because they they're gonna move her closer to her comic book counterpart by having her actually like she's gonna be like judging by the article i read she's gonna be fully realized just like how the riddler's now fully realized how mr freeze is fully realized you know like she's this isn't gonna be like a poison ivy prequel anymore it looks like she's going to be like Poison Ivy in like a green costume, like controlling plants and stuff. Really? And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you don't really need that. It feels desperate, you know. Like like if they're saying we want to have the actual Poison Ivy, you know, in season four of our prequel show, I don't. You don't need to do it. You have the Riddler. You have the Penguin. Really, you have Solomon Grundy and Firefly, Mister Freeze, and Mister Z. Like like, there's no. I've said this before, like, when, when we saw Bruce Wayne in, like, you know, a non-eared, non-caped costume, it's like, you know, what else can these characters, where, where is there, are there, are there for the characters to kind of go forward? And there's progression, and then there's, like, you know, kind of, like, zigzagging around their development. Um, you know, and I, I don't necessarily feel all this upset about it, but at the same time, it's like, this isn't really great news. It's, it's like, oh, boy, we'll get the real Poison Ivy. It's like, you know what, I can just, you know watch a cartoon for that. Like, if you're not going to develop her character gradually to where we want to see her go green, then don't just, like, give it to us with no, no development. It's hard to develop a character anyway when you keep on changing the axis. Not really. It's just... It's not hard to change, uh, develop a character when you change the actresses. It's, um... It depends on how you write them. Uh, but it's just... <laughs> Didn't they explicitly state that they wanted to switch actresses so that they could make her what she's known for, which is her sex appeal, which is not what she's known yep. for? That was specifically why they up- aged her up to Maggie. And then I guess I don't know why they're moving her on to someone else. Um, does Maggie not have a range or something? Do they feel like they have to change the face in order to change the character entirely? I mean, she, they could have, like, I don't know. Um, she was taking all sorts of weird, old, ancient root potion stuff. She could have changed physically without, like, just literally just becoming, like, another person. 
They could have given her like prosthetics. They could have like just body painted her. They could have done anything. But they decided to just change the actress. Maybe they didn't decide now that I think about it. Like maybe because she took that thing in episode two, and I guess she's coming back in episode twelve, which is a long friggin' absence. I'm wondering if like Maggie needed time off for like something and that's why they did that. And then when it was like, okay, Maggie, are you ready to come back in? Maybe something happened and she, you know, is busy or she left the show. Like maybe she wasn't fired. Maybe she left the show. So they're doing it this way. Yeah. I I think, I honestly think that like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the actors kind of just drop off the show. I imagine it's because of like a lack of screen time. And I feel that might have been the thing with her because, like, she was just like, she was very ill-defined. Uh, but and, she she was being used more and more. Yeah, but what did she really do? You know, she wasn't really a character. Oh, she, I mean, she was yelled at by everybody. Like, yeah, she was. She was penguins, you know, buddy, and she was going to join the sirens until she didn't. Yeah, we, we, we'll definitely talk about that. But like. When was she going to join the sirens? Like, there was never any sort of like, oh, look, she's going to join the sirens promotion. They just said, Tabitha, uh, Selena, and Babs are going to be the sirens. And that's it. They just cut it off right there. They never said anything about Ivy. But but didn't Ivy, like, go to them when, like, you know, uh, to kind of, like, play peace, like, keeper? And she kind of, like, insinuated that she wanted to be a part of it. They didn't say, come on board, Ivy, but I was like... I thought that that was the direction that they were starting to move towards when Ivy was, no. you know, bringing them together because she she's lived with like most of those girls at one point or another. Yeah, but still, like in the promotions, and then also when you went to NYCC, uh, they were talk. You uh, someone asked if they if she would be part of the sirens, and the people were like, "No." <laughs> Which Ivy? <laughs> Yeah, but the the writers or whoever's literally just said no, just straight out. I feel that like these so. these writers don't really see Ivy, like they they kind of want <laughs> to have the Ivy that everyone likes, but like so far she's not she's hardly she's she's been a weird mix of like the Mister Freeze Firefly variety and a character kind of approaching development like Penguin or Selena, but like they've just never committed one way or the other. So like. They're keeping. It's like they keep on changing her to keep themselves interested in her, which is a shame because it's like I'd rather see like a show where, where I was a consistent character. She's going to be on there at all, rather than her being yelled at by the penguin who was never a favorite character of mine. Um, it's it's completely screwed up. And, and, and you know, I've argued that like like honestly, she should not be on the show anyway. But they keep on like like writing her in these these bizarre little weird corners. It's like you know you can just have her yeah. disappear and bring her bring her back like you did with the scarecrow. You know, kind of, kind of, kind of, yes. Oh my gosh, they could do that. She comes back from birth and be like, "What happened? Who cares? It's been a year and a half." Right. Yeah, and uh, and honestly, uh, if Maggie Gia left the show, and that's why they recast again, just write Ivy out for a while, like you know, because this show has like thirty different you know main cast members, so like we can go on a bus for a while, you know, say like I'm going to go check on Harvey Dent and Alan and Montoya. I hear that they like own a private island. Uh-huh. <laughs> and both said, oh yeah, say hi to my ex-fiance while you're there. Don't forget Harvey Dent. <laughs> oh, no, I, I said I said Harvey Dent. Right. <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Which somehow got a second season. <laughs> oh, that was good. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it, it's, 
it was never good news when they recast Claire Foley, and like it's not good news at the, the time because it's, it's just like the the thing that comes to my mind is why. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll get into the actual episode. This one was called "A Day in the Narrows," which made me think that like, oh, cool, they're gonna get Fight Club in the Narrows, but actually, like, no, none of those characters <laughs> were seen in this plot line. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Zaz isn't here either. He's visiting his bubby, so Penguin introduces, you know, like Zaz Light, the headhunter. Who oh, um, and God. he'll make sure that you know he has <laughs> this will be two good guns. Do you know why he has two guns? Because if you don't know why, he's going to tell you. He never misses the first one, but the second one. Do you know what the second one is? It's his signature. Get it? But I'm done. Done. I don't so get it, but he, he sure did say so it. So hard. <laughs> he was so annoying. <laughs> there's like a random like part where like you know gordon's like talking to bullock and in the background you hear headhunter like saying some random person and the second one's my signature like he's just like telling this like to like anyone who will stop at the street but yeah (laughs) but bullock goes back to gcpd and gordon's like how's your neck he's like oh it's good enough to go back to work oh good then it's good enough for us you take penguin. Oh, Jim! I just got sliced last week. Give me a break, man. Uh, but <laughs> they gotta go after Professor Pig, and Penguin wants to like you know help him because Sophia, you know, is like still kind of like playing him, like oh you know uh, you should <laughs> you should not work with the cops. Aha! So you're saying I should work with the cops? Nice try, Sophia. I'm gonna work with the cops. The opposite Jeez. of what you told me. Uh, as they're hanging out at the orphanage, like it's Pop Tate from Archie, like like Penguin's like sitting on the couch, like watching TV. Like, do, do they live there now? I guess Peng- like, Penguin must think like because both my parents are dead, I am orphan. Ergo, I live at orphanage and not Penguin House. I guess. So, uh, oh, say what? I said, well, yep. So cops, uh, so cops. Gordon and Bullock and Penguin's people—they're working on this big thing together, and uh, and Bullock and Penguin's people are like, "We think pigs in there." And homeless cop says, "Well, I think it's a trap." Well, we're going to go in there, and I'm telling you, it's a trap. And they go in there, and it was a trap. Homeless cop yeah. was right. So, um, yeah. Th- throughout this experience, people kind of see that maybe being a homeless cop is the way to go. So they no longer take the licenses from Penguin's people, and they give Jim a look like friends now to which our like you know gets a little hurt broken meanwhile uh bruce boozes it up and uh sees tommy elliott who like you know uh magia has been recast <laughs> <laughs> by the way did do you notice when you like previously on gotham and it's and it shows like season one you hear like baby bruce wayne's voice which had been so long since i've heard and because his voice changed so gradually i was Really, really surprised. Yeah, yeah. That 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 hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, <laughs> baby Bruce beating up Tommy. Elliott. Uh, yes, because <laughs> um, I showed my friend the first episode, and he was like, "Why is he so small?" Like he typed it S M O. Oh, because he'd only seen like the recent episodes. <laughs> well, it's I remember watching those. I remember reviewing those. I, remember interviewing him when he looked like that but it's just yeah i it, it doesn't like register to me because it, it, we, we saw the change and it was like so gradual 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bruce is, Bruce is, nothing much really happens with Bruce. He just basically boozes it up, buys nightclub, kisses somebody who may or may not be Talia, according to the internet. And uh, I'm, part of me what? has my conspiracy. Morons. Fingers crossed! I don't know. I, I got my conspiracy <laughs> theory hat on for this one. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think, maybe... Uh, there was people like dissecting her heritage on Reddit. And like the only reason why they would cast like an actress of this descent is because she looks like Alexander Sadiq. Therefore, it might be Talia. But it's like, but four months ago, Alexander Sadiq didn't know who Talia was. So there's that. Uh, there was another plot. What was it this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tabitha, after like, you know, yes. eight weeks of like not showing up to work, she's like, Yes. Uh, all right, I'm ready for my first day of work at this stupid place. I hate you, Barbara, and I wish I didn't work here. Oh, actually, we're closing, and you're not working here. What? Arr, I hate you, Barbara. I needed this job, and now I'm mad for reasons. And Selena's like, I hate it when you two fight. I'm going to go rob some dangerous bikers. And then, like, uh, and, and, and like a little girl who went to a party that she wasn't supposed to, you know, calls mommies to say, like, Mommies, I need you to come pick me up. It's getting a little weird here. Yeah. Uh, so the sirens, this uh, you know, bond over saving Selena and decide to stay together after all. Um, that that's the three plots of this show, right? It's. Yeah, <laughs> the one scene with Sophia. Yeah, in the penguin plot. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was, it was, it was, it was, oh. Oh. Yeah. I, I made the whole point about like, well, why are they hanging out at this orphanage? Like, it's Pop Tate's. Like. Penguin's, like, at the orphanage watching TV like it's a sports lounge or something. And yeah. he's like, oh, get away, little girl. You know, I, I, I don't like you here at this orphanage that you're supposed to be at because you're an orphan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you because you're an orphan. Yep. <laughs> One, two, punch. <laughs> Look at all those suppleness for Ross at school. They're like, you know, sluts. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, no bueno. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe the foot slitting is in. You okay? You know what? Surprise of the season, full swerve. Grace isn't Talia. That little girl who like was staring at Penguin. She's Talia, and that's why she was staring at Penguin. Because she's a character that we would only know from the comics. Exactly. What kind of stupid? Mm-hmm. Right, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before, so before we get into you know like our favorite plot lines, uh, this just in: Painted List has been recast. We now have our uh, fourth Poison Ivy. Um, Helen Mirren will be playing Poison Ivy for the remainder of the season. Um, okay. Anyway, now now back to our regularly scheduled program. Let's talk about uh, homeless cop plot first. Uh, and and headhunter. Really liked it though, except for that. <laughs> should, we get, should we get him out of the way? Yeah, yeah. Jan, Jan talk about Headhunter. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no, hold on. I think I said that it was like he looked like the love child of Wesley Snipes from Demolition Man and um, <laughs> what was the guy's name that I said? Cisco. I don't remember. No. Hold on, let me scroll up in our chat because I was I was on a roll with this one. Uh, yeah, you you called him a, a gay like you said he looked like a gay baby and you called him gay B for a while. Well, yeah, between two dudes. The so second one is his, his signature. 
Oh yeah, he looked like a like the love child of Jamon Hansu and Wesley Snipes from Militia Man. <laughs> Simon says <laughs> he did. Phoenix, like uh, Jamon Hansu from um, is that how you say his name? Jaimon. Jaimon Hansu. Jaimon, yeah. Okay, because I've never actually heard his name said out loud. Yeah, I thought it was Digimon for a long time. <laughs> it's Jaimon. Oh yeah, but from um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Wesley Snipes from Demolition Man had like a baby. That's what he looked like. Oh, which Guardians of the Galaxy guy? Oh, the first one. He was like, like, he's like the one who said who? Yeah. Wait, which one? He's like, he's like I'm. Who are you? I'm Star Lord. Who? Star Lord, man. Like that, that, like that uh, guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't even remember who, what actor that guy was, but okay, I got you. Yeah, he was like an Amistad and stuff, dude. He's huge. Like, he got big because of Amistad. Right. Okay, but yeah, no, he just, he just looked like they're, I was just like staring at it like, what are they trying to go for here? And I'd never actually seen uh, what he looked like until you sent it to me today. (laughs) I was like so upset that he existed. Like, more upset than like, dog guy oh gosh yeah such memories at least the the dog guy was just so weird i didn't care this guy actually talk yeah and boy did he ever talk (laughs) yeah he did he did talk and he was just like so obnoxious and annoying and i was just so glad at the end of the episode you know um i i actually didn't mind him uh i was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I didn't love him, but like when he showed up, I was like, "Who is this jabroni?" And he like, "Allow me to introduce you to the headhunter." And I was like, "Oh, because like um, um, I'm writing these uh, uh these Tim Drake articles that doesn't order me to do, and like uh, I re- I recently read his first appearance in like Batman 47, um, so I, I do like when like obscure characters from the comics show up, and it's like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know. I mean, I, I didn't he's no one's favorite character, but like I like that he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't just made up, um, yes. So, so, so that was, that was and, like, and for what it's worth, and if you read Batman Forty Seven, he's actually an assassin to go after Gordon. So there was there there is a Gordon connection, albeit completely different. Um, and uh, does he succeed? Oh no, Batman kicks his ass. <laughs> but, as you might yeah, expect. like Gordon, the new Gordon is like uh, Peytonless. <laughs> Gordon's been dead since Batman Four Eighty Seven. But um, you know, I mean, I thought he was. It's one of those things where like. I, I, I don't have a problem with him. It's more like a whole, like, you know, Penguin has these endless supply of goons who apparently can just, like, brazenly inter- interrupt, you know, p- police investigations. But, hey, it's Gotham, so anything can happen. Ha <laughs> ha. But, um, he was fine. I had more of a problem with, like, the police brutality thing, um, which is a conversation that, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into, but, like, he's kind of representative of that. But, uh, the guy, mm-hmm. the character himself was, was as a one-off throwaway, I... It kind of bounced off of me, so I, I was surprised when I heard that like Jan was like you know squeezing her fist bloody at, 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 every time he's on screen. I told you not to touch it. <laughs> yeah, Arthur style, but he, he sure he, he he was he was a thing. Uh, I don't know. I, the, I think the police brutality didn't bother me because uh, because uh, Gotham is like still corrupt and stuff, and they were they were reacting to their own getting like messed up, and you can. You can sit there and look. Look, supposed to be representative of like how it used to be. It's like we let our own get treated like this. This does not happen in Goth or whatever. 
and um, everyone else was behind him because they were threatened and they were like, but we can uh, flush out whatever because we're cops. I mean, you, you have a point, and it, it is like because this is you know beginning Gotham Begins, basically. Yeah, they're allowed to be really <laughs> Gotham corrupt. Begins Origins, the beginning. Yeah, from that one uh, YouTube video. Yeah, but like, but at the same time, like, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like you can say that no, and, and you're not. I'm not. It's it's true, but at the same time, it's because it is like a real problem now. Yeah, there's got to be a, there's got to be a, a more delicate touch to because because like, like Gordon was basically like, you know like like oh this is going well. And it's like uh, I I really don't like that he's it's, it's like well, he's, he's not taking it that seriously. To be uh, fair, unfortunately, when when it, like shows about cops, there's a sometimes there's parallels. Like the night of um, it was the Michael Brown verdict. The night of the Michael Brown verdict, they aired the Lovecraft episode, which like ended with like you know the mayor like we're gonna cover up this like police shooting thing that happened, and I was like. I was very uncomfortable watching that the night of the Michael Brown verdict. I was like, ugh. I was like, I guess like this is par for the course with a cop show, but like about Gotham, but dang. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, um, if you read uh, Batman Year One, Jim, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll get to it. It's on my list. Like, 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 like there, there is a you know, the, 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 right up front, like when you first meet Flash, he's beating up a guy for a coma kind of stuff. There is very much that kind of thing. It's not, it's not, not Gotham. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like this is this is at the same time, like like the way that this show does it, I don't know. It's just it's just something about it just rubs me the wrong way, and I feel that like it got so extreme where like he was about to kill an innocent guy for no reason. Of course, Gordon stops it, but I, you I mean Headhunter? Yeah, the mercenary. Yeah, I, but but it was one of those things where it's like where Bullock was like, you know, I'm happy because we're we're about to get this guy or whatever. It's like that. I I, I wish that were be treated a little bit more seriously. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say you know for this reason I hated this episode and that. But it, it was like my reaction to that is like you know I really want this kind of be over with because they're dwelling on really unpleasant realities that I don't think they care. You know, I, I mean I don't want to I want to make light of this, but I, I was actually kind of triggered watching that because it, it felt just so reckless in portraying that that part of like cop life even if it is a batman show you know it it it, it felt irresponsible in how brazen it was even though it is absolutely part of like the 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 fictional city's history i think it like oh god oh i was gonna say before you move too far away from headhunter i i I didn't give my uh sense on that yet which was um he Usually, like, I, I thought that he was basically that we were kind of like seeing up like the replacements as kind of like Gabe was the replacement uh, Butch for a while where like you have these characters for who like in the episodes that like you can't get the actors for or, like the actors don't show up for you have. So like we had a replacement Butch in Gabe and, uh, yeah, you know, usually like when Zaz isn't around, Penguin will talk to someone else or something. So I thought that we were basically setting up like, OK, this is so we don't have to give the actor who plays as a series regular contract and uh i was already kind of annoyed for that reason because i was like oh just just use zaz why why are you guys creating his ass or just zaz not there i mean like like tabitha was missing for weeks and no one really cared to talk about it so we didn't need yeah we did i was actually yeah you're right we did know we didn't mean to know that i was definitely annoyed at like his process and creation and then so I was really, really happy. It was all worth it when, like, not only does Penguin stab him, 
like, you know, at the end of the episode. But Penguin makes fun of him and his catchphrase. Like, he stabbed him like, twice. The second yeah, one is his signature. The second one's his signature. Like, <laughs> oh, super hot fire. It's been a long time since okay, he, like, has killed someone in anger. Because, like, that, that was kind of a staple of, like, season one Penguin. Like, he killed that guy just to get a sandwich. Um, He's always a big I think he baby. killed someone for shoes so he can, like, be a dishwasher at Maroney's restaurant. He killed, um, he killed, like, a delivery person that Maroney, like, sent to, like, tease his mom. He's like, you tell Don Maroney, I'm coming after him. Oh, on top of that, I'll tell him myself. And like, he, like, kills the guy, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that version of Penguin, and I like how, again, he teased the guy's catchphrase as he killed him, because the guy just kept on annoyingly saying it. And um, Yes, he did. I, as much as I know the comics and everything, and I love them, um, Headhunter completely, you know, no pun intended, went over my head. So, like, it, Don had to remind me that he was from the comics. I was, oh, oh I, yeah, I don't that, think I would have remembered him if I didn't. It, it was a coincidence that I recently read that comic, like, two weeks ago. I, it's, he is the, the D-list of the D-list. He's a Z-lister. What if the name's just a coincidence, then? <laughs> well, no, because, like, his, like, his whole, like, you know, like, like those, like, uh... The way his costume was was similar to the. He did one have the a mohawk. Yeah, oh, he, okay. he he was he. They definitely put, they knew he was from the comics because like the costume and design was similar to the because the guy's white in the comics, but like they're definitely it's, it would be a massive coincidence if they did not know that this guy was in the comics because yeah, he's got like the black and the bandolier and yes. then like the the white mohawk is pretty you know. It's a weird yeah. attention to detail for such a, a minor character when Zaz. Doesn't really look like Zaz in the comics. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Oh, I mean, I do know that uh, somebody um, made a cut on YouTube. Like, remember when, like, in the Narrows and they throw the TV at them and then the potted plant? Someone on YouTube, like, made a cut of, like, Tommy Wiseau from the room throwing, like, a TV out of a window. And then like, <laughs> and then like, and then and then it like cuts to that scene from the show where like uh, headhunters like shooting the TV and shooting the potted plants. If you see like, my face right a- now, like, I, like, who had the time to do that? Everybody on the internet who makes weird videos on YouTube. <laughs> no, there are a lot. This isn't like they got actors to reenact this. This is like they, they took the scene from the room and they like cut it with the scene from Gotham. It looked like they were happening at the same time. I might have to see it for myself because that sounds insanely pointless. <laughs> like ninety nine point two percent of the things on YouTube, dude. Right, like what the? <laughs> but like, who could find that funny? <laughs> I'll uh, have to see it for myself. Half of Reddit was like, "Oh no, killed Headhunter." I loved him so much. While the other half was like, "Thank goodness, we love Zaz because like Gotham Reddit really loved Zaz." So uh, I love Zaz. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's just lovable. He's like just cool. Uh, so one line from this plot line that got a lot of play on social media is when Homeless Cop is, like, you know, yelling, you know, like, getting on his high horse and he says to Penguin, like, I'm against corrupt cops. Penguin says, except for the times when you are one. And it's like, yes. <laughs> Burn. I'm glad that, like, in, in this show, someone straight up called Gordon a dirty cop. <laughs> because... Well, he was dirty for Penguin, remember? They killed Galavan together. And, like, Not only that, that but he shot somebody else, too. Yeah. He shot someone else for Penguin. Like, he went and did Penguin's dirty work that one time. 
I know. You don't have to remind me. I know that. I mean, I mean, I'm glad it's called out because it's a thousand percent fact. It just seems like, like yeah. this. This show ignores how much Gordon is unheroic. So, like when Penguin called it out, it's like I kind of wanted to kiss him on the forehead. It's like, thank you. You're doing God's work, saying that kind of stuff. Hold on, hold on. You need to be careful because this hair will kill you. Yeah, yeah. He has <laughs> anime hair in this episode. I don't know what they were doing. I was like, what are you putting his hair? Like, that, like Aquanet. I just want to say that since we've added Jan on this show, discussion about hair has increased by, like, 9%. Yeah, but it was just, like, so distracting every time he was, like... Because you know how he got angry and he would, like, shake his head and he would just be wobbling up. I'm just waiting until he's going to fall. Do you, <coughs> do you think this is, that, that's Robin Lortier's actual hair, or do you think it's a wig? I feel like it's his hair. <laughs> we should touch it and find it. Oh, pretty damn big. Uh, breaking news: Helen Marin uh, will no longer be Poison <laughs> Ivy. Uh, Mila Kunis will be um, taking Sweet. her place. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, but back to Penguin and the Yeah, Mila Kunis. She's great. Um, yeah, because we moved too far from the other discussion. Uh, we're just, we're just on that plotline in general. Pig, penguin. Yeah, I, I have more to say about that plotline. Bullock. Oh, did yeah? We haven't even like scratched the surface on you that know, yet. We haven't because we were talking about headhunter, and you were saying like about the police stuff, and I was in there. Like, I think I was too far removed because the person that they grabbed was someone who was basically on life support. Nah, like he had like the oxygen. I was just in there. Like you guys are being super ridiculous right now like I was just like just super ridiculous so the rest of it didn't really register with me that's what I was going to say before we uh, came off over to Penguin's ridiculously tall and pointy hair he was a saiyan in this episode I, I don't know it's like is it like every time he gets like more um, ashes higher is that, Sophia's is that doing his hair now, <laughs> and she made it look ridiculous because that's part of her plan to undermine his rule over her Gotham. She was She's really like, short with him in this episode. I was surprised. Like she had kind of no time for any of his crap. Well, she was dealing with children too. She had other better things to do. Do you run the orphanage together? I'm still like, why are they hanging out? There? Like she's not there to do paperwork, or, or like it's like they're like the camp counselors. I think she's just there to hang out with the kids and be like a philanthropist. It, it looks good. I don't know why he's there, but it's her orphanage and she needs to be there to have a presence and like, you know, influence children. And uh, so people interview the kids are like, yeah, I love her. She's like really nice. It's not going to be like, yeah, she's never been here. I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> That's not Sophia Giante. Well, the kids don't talk anyway. Like, they just creepily stare at you like children of the corn. Right. Um, I want to talk about uh, Bullock and Gordon in this episode. You know, Bert and Ernie in this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Bullock. Look at my rubber ducky. Homeless <laughs> cop. Um, I, I didn't like how it started off where it was like, you know, like, 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 uh, like, like, that's my chair. That's This is your chair. You're supposed to stop taking money from Penguin. It's, it's like, you just showed the flashback. They just had this conversation. Shut up, television show. But I liked how, as the episode progressed, it got more intense. And I love the scene where Ben McKenzie's kind of screaming at uh, Bullock, you know, it's like, you better pray. I, I gotta save your ass after this fiasco. I, I actually thought that was actually... And I want to say something that, like, you guys are going to, like, you know, scoff at and, like, say... I've never heard you say anything like that before, but, like, I have to say, in this episode, 
I think Ben McKenzie really reminded me of like actual Commissioner Gordon. Like, 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 throughout, like, 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 I don't know, like, Commissioner Gordon, like, when he's, like, pissed off, like, when he's, like, you know, mad at the own cops, like, mad at the stuff going on, like, he was, because he was dealing with the police the entire episode, with police that he trusted, and, like, uh-huh. he was so frustrated that, like, when he grabbed Donald Logan and says, you better pray that, like, I can fix this, that, to me, honestly, sounded like something that Commissioner Gordon would say, as opposed, like, you know, yeah. drunken homeless cops, like, I, I actually really, really liked him in this episode. I like that he really tried, like. I don't know. He felt very sincere this episode with a lot of things. Um, oh, I know we're talking about homeless cop and Bullock. Let me just stay on track. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that Bullock was trying to override him again because it gave us that nice um, what's it called? Dynamic back? Yeah, dynamic. Yeah, because you also have to remember that Bullock is the seasoned cop, and Gordon's only been there for, like, what is it, four years now? Yeah, was he a new detective in season one, or was he just transferred? He, I, I don't think he was transferred, like... I think I he think just he, came out of me. No, he was, I think he was recently promoted. I'd have to watch the pilot again, I mean, because, he, he, look, he's been a cop, because you don't, you don't start off as a detective, obviously, but, like, I, he definitely yeah. moved there. Well, because I remember Barbara is, like, fixing his, like, tie in the pilot, and she's like, oh, you look good, you're not in that, like, you know uniform anymore and i guess that could have meant an army uniform but i always assumed that it meant that like he was now recently promoted like that like basically like, that makes sense yeah yeah Sorry. that's cool but i mean like uh bullock was a detective longer than him he has like uh seniority and i feel like he feels like he needs to have more respect from Gordon than he's getting just because he's been like that rank longer. Um, and now he's cop. like, yeah, but he actually, and Bullock's he's also his boss and Gordon never okay. acknowledges his role as the boss. Yeah. Cause he's actual commissioner now, not acting or ca- captain, captain, acting captain now, not uh, act- like actual captain, not acting captain now. Yeah. And his, and then Bullock just ke- or Gordon just keeps walking over him. So He's, the rank means nothing. Seniority means nothing. And then every he just keeps pushing him and pushing him, because um, he's like full headed. Yeah, no, it's um, I I'm actually I, I agree with Don that like this is I feel like we're getting back to the track that we were on in the first few episodes of season one. Like, yeah, it's almost as if like these last few years with Gordon being the crooked and Bullock being Chucky Finster, like it was like a weird, like diversion, like they went off the road and now like, okay, okay, let's get back to serious business now because, um, I, I, yeah, I do like Gordon this and the whole, like, this is a trap. You guys shouldn't do this. And they're doing it anyway. That is like a Batman year one type thing. And like Gordon going in to save them. And, um, uh, unlike Don, I am glad that Gordon laid into Bullock at the beginning of this episode because, like, I did want there to be consequences from last week. Like, I didn't want it to be the same old, like, Bird and Ernie stuff, like, you know, when the episode began. I wanted, you know, there to still be tension between them because, you know, that conversation between them last week, you know, meant something. So, uh, I like that. And just Gordon trying to like, you know, stop the corruption and Bullock trying to like see it his way. That, that was the dynamic in the first few episodes yes. of the show. And we're actually seeing Gordon enact change. Like at the end, 
when they say we're not going to take your license, you know that, that that's because of yes. Money. So like, if you, we're seeing a homeless cop victory, that we're not like a oh, homeless cop. Why did you do this? Like, because usually his victories are something you know that we like shake Super our heads questionable. at. Super questionable. Yeah, or his victories are failures. So we're we're kind of getting on a good track where I, I like the direction that they're going this season with these characters, except for him sleeping with his ex-fiance sister-in-law, <laughs> a.k.a. the sister of the, the guy that he killed. Except for that, I like what he's up to this season, you know. I think his, uh, I think that's the only questionable decision, the whole Sophia thing. I would agree with that. I think that, like, when you t- if, if you ignore that, and men, do we want to, he's been yeah. fine. Like, he, like, like, he, um, sorry? Go ahead. Actually, before you go any further, on this just in, Mila Kunis has left the role of Poison Ivy. Poison... <laughs> Poison Ivy will now be played by Kevin Spacey because he can't find any other role. He's also gay. <laughs> of course, Gotham would hire him. <laughs> no one else will. <laughs> they, they, they haven't heard. Like <laughs> that he's oh, gay. No, they, they, God, the Gotham writers haven't heard what Kevin Spacey's been up to. He's like, I want to thank you for letting me play this role of Ivy Pepper. You know, it hasn't been a good week for me. And it's been hard to get roles. What do you mean? Um, you haven't seen the news? No, we don't have much time to see the news. We're too busy writing Gotham. Oh, uh, nothing. nothing. Yeah, d- 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 don't worry about it. But yes, uh, what would you all think of, I guess, what did you all think of that Sophia scene? I don't care. Like, And like, I liked the shit from last, or the stuff from last episode because it was amusing. But like, it felt so throwaway that I wondered why it was happening. And, like, because we didn't need her to, you know, throw doubt in Penguin's plans because Gordon was already doing that. Um, it, it felt like filler. And so it felt like a scene that, that should have been cut, but it wasn't. Uh, I liked it. But I only like it because you got to see more of, more of her and, like, how she was, like, for the most part, she was, like, but I'm your friend. And that she just like worked so hard, and then like in that environment, you could see that she was actually paying more attention to the children than she was to him. Mm-hmm. And he was like trying to be like, "I'm all this important," and blah blah blah, and this this that and the other. And then she's just like, and then he asked her opinion, and then she gave it. And then he was like, "Yeah, whatever." And she's and then she straight up said, "If you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, girl, yes." Because we needed to see that aspect of her. I mean, you could say it doesn't need to be there plot-wise, but character development-wise and their story-wise and their relationship-wise, I felt it needed to be there. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't the same story piece as the last week where he's like, I don't trust you. Okay, now I trust you. Like so, But I'm not going to listen. Yeah, so, well, but, but, this was a different kind of trust. But yeah, I, I like... I, I like it because it's her playing him like a very, very like easy way, and it's showing just how easier and easier it is. And but <laughs> no, I think it was more like her just being like honest because the best way to trick someone is not to lie. I thought I didn't think it was her being honest. I thought I thought that that was her playing him. I thought that she was manipulating him because she knew with his ego, like what. And when you said that, like she was ignoring him or, or that she wasn't paying attention to him. I thought that she was fully conscious of what he was saying, but she was pretending that she no, wasn't. No, she knew what he was saying, but she wasn't like yeah. putting her full attention. She had a room full of children. 
I think that her attention was on him, but she was, I mean, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's for interpretation, but yeah. I think that she was more aware of what he was doing than she was pretending to be, but she was, again, I agree she's trying to okay. say what? No, I, I, I agree with you, Josh. I, I think that, like, she was oh. getting on his nerves uh, on purpose. Yeah, she's she she knows, she knows how to play him and push his buttons and because it's the second time she said my father would have done it this way he knows how to do the blah 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 she's this is the second yeah. time she's done that but she knows that what kind of reaction that'll get out of him and now mm-hmm. as a result of what she said think about it this way she actually down Pax Penguina's episode technically because had yep. she not manipulated Penguin into going with you know homeless cop and friends that plan would not have gone all wrong that way and the other cops would not have seen, wow, maybe homeless cop is right. We're not getting these licenses anymore. So now the licenses are not being honored. And that's mm-hmm. because, like, so. And I don't. And it's weird because Sophia didn't really coordinate that plan with, you know, Gordon or anything. Like, I think it was just kind of happenstance. And maybe she knows chaos and the nature of the beast. She knew that maybe it wouldn't exactly happen this way, but that if she got Penguin and the police more involved, Pax Penguina would, like, crumble, just do the the chaos of it all regardless which, which is, is hilarious because that's exactly what she said would happen she said you sure they're gonna fail and then you're gonna go down with them <laughs> yeah well and which which actually is good for her too because it makes penguin trust her even more like oh, oh i should have yep. listened to you sophia yeah so these <laughs> the the one weird thing was people were kind of debating when she's my father would never work with the cops i'm like but wasn't that like what he was doing wasn't that the pilot you know, yeah, she like, was just making that up. <laughs> I think she didn't. She say like he was working with them in a different way, not like publicly. That is true. That is true because he was because kind of more covert. He, he had them in on his payroll, but he wasn't like yet. I am the Gotham Police. You know, he he respected like a certain amount of order, so there was like less less crazy on the streets. Because mm-hmm. he, he loves Gotham Gotham is his home mm-hmm. um, He doesn't want it to be destroyed He just wanted to be in control of it And even he wasn't in control of it Because he was being controlled by the Court of Hells Who was controlled by Rachel Ghoul Who's controlled by the new gods Who's controlled by Darkseid Who's controlled by the Anti-Monitor okay. who's, controlled, who's controlled by Superboy Prime Yes Who's controlled by the black blue blur? <gasps> wow! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Davi Mazow's killed his own parents. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to that part of the podcast, then, Jam, where like, <laughs> yes, where, I did. Where, with the name suggestions, you're I'm like, like you're I just like, ripped, I just ripped off Swallville, and they're like, curses. <laughs> well, because I, I felt bad because they were giving me credit. You're like, hooray! You just came up with the name. Congratulations! And like. I can't take credit for this. <laughs> I didn't do jack shit. <laughs> uh, he just sounds so cute on your little thing too. I'm like, I don't did you guys? Did you guys figure that like the dude in the ambulance was was pig the entire time? Because I thought it crossed my mind once or twice, and then like when they revealed it, I was like, yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I didn't see that coming, but I but I did think that seeing him and the guy in the ambulance was weird because it was overly like Long. there was so much attention on that conversation between them. That, like I was like okay, what, is this guy going to die or something? Like, you know, and like, and it's going to give Homeless Cop new inspiration to, like, avenge this guy's death or, like, yeah. 
I thought that there was a lot of attention on that scene, but I wasn't giving it. If I if I thought about it more, I might have been able to figure out it was Pig because oh yes, it is kind of obvious when you think about it. But um, I, I I didn't see it coming at the time. But well, Gotham usually. I mean, like like I, that's, I was messaging you as I was watching. Like Gotham doesn't deserve to be saved because all the people at the beginning marching in delivering those pig heads. And Gordon's like, you know, next time check before you deliver pig kids. You know, we're you know, you know, we're COD. Get out of here! It's it's like, oh, everybody got them is horrible. <laughs> I couldn't smell it. I had a cold, and I'm like, dude, there's like five other people with you. Do they not smell the blood? Yeah, the the, these heat. packages are dripping with blood, and you're delivering them to a police station. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm so sick of like the whole joke that like everyone in Gotham is like this like dark joke. So like when when this guy was being sincere, I was like, either he's going to die. Or that'll be preference pick because there's no human beings in this show unless they die. <laughs> hey, Solomon Grundy was born on a Monday, <laughs> and he did die. He came back. So yeah, I just felt like saying that because of rhymes. <laughs> You're a poet. You don't know it, and because he wasn't in this episode, unfortunately. Even though it was called Day in the Narrows, like you know, <laughs> I, I honestly I did I didn't miss him in the, or the Lee plot because that's such a weirdo thing that happened that like I liked <laughs> the focus in this episode. <laughs> Next like episode that. is called A Day with the Sirens, and there's going to be no Barbara Keen, Ivy, or Tabitha in it. <laughs> and then the episode after that will be called A Day at the GCPD, and no GCPD in that one. Where is it, Um, I don't remember. We, uh, I, was, I, was, I was mentioning not missing Solomon Grundy. We 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 enjoy the episodes where we, they don't have to shove every character. Bruce was in the last episode. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, well, what, what, what about Professor Pig in general? Because uh, I I liked him this episode. I just don't have too much to say about him. Like he was pig. He was creepy. He was a good means to the end. They get this conflict between Bullock and Gordon and and, and Penguin too. You know, like all going. But uh, you know, any thoughts on Pig? He's really good. I like him as a villain. He's he doesn't have to be the center of attention. Like it's mostly just his voice and not so much his face. And that's like it's like having Gossip Girl, except Gossip Girl is actually doing stuff instead of like being like the aftermath of something. Mm-hmm. And it just I don't know, I find the character compelling I and mean, he's clearly like manipulating things and challenging everyone, not just Gordon. He's changing things um basically he's where he should have been i would not go well he's, he's but, better than rachel's now rage for batman is bill of a professor pig is for gordon because mm-hmm. he's he's uh trying to carve out this better on a small scale um carve out a better world by removing the infestation where Ray should just pretty much just wipe out everything and start over. He's kind of just letting out the cancer. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I like Professor Fig. I think that the actor does, does a good job. And he's, he's written pretty interestingly. I, I, I don't know if I'll go that far, but I do think that like... <laughs> because because I feel that like... And I, I did not like this about the Mad Hatter thing where like the villains become obsessed with Jim Gordon. It's like whatever that happens, I, I make like, like the, the jerk off motion. It's like whatever. But like it's, it's like you know, oh, I'm all because of you, Jim Gordon. It, it, it just feels like they're ripping off Batman plots, and and I don't like that because it's like this is about 
the beginning of Batman. Yeah, focus on Gordon, but like you know, if every supervillain, I think it's the beginning of how they're going to set everything up to become like the whole Batman thing. They have to do the whole. They're trying to move the whole city, not just Bruce. But it really, to me, comes off as that they're they're just stealing the formula, because like you know, Gordon came in with a with a, with like a super a cable gun. And you know, only he could have done the whole thing. I, honestly, anybody could have done that. So, like, I, it's yeah, always yeah. But he was the only one who wasn't like a chicken shit. Yeah, but even still, it's 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 like, like when when, when you consider how bat, hmm, when you consider how how bat, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when, how Batman gets shit done in Gotham City. He has the intelligence. He has the gadgets. He has the the will. The the piss offness. And Gordon is just like you know, yeah, he's just like he's angry, straight laced cop, but like he's just a normal guy. So like whenever he w- he saves the day, it feels contrived. <laughs> so like t- to me, every time that happens, and like the villains like, oh, I love you, Mr. Gordon. It's like, you know, it's it's the show is telling me that rather than convincing me of. Now that being said, this has been this has been the show for a long time, so it's not this episode's yeah. fault. But uh, yeah, uh, just I just feel the need to interject and say that um, Gordon was. Batman for a short while. Oh, I mean, don't not pull that Gordon on me. On Come TV. on. Uh-uh. No, he was a really good one. Like, if you didn't read that run. I, no, actually, I didn't. But you need to. I, I read it. If, I read it about a year ago out of curiosity, and I, I liked it well enough. <laughs> but, but <laughs> it was he weird. was a completely different his own Batman, but he did his best to uh, uh, honor everything that Batman stood for. But, you know, he was a Marine and a soldier, but he didn't kill anybody. He had a robot costume, which was awesome. Yeah, like, the mech was actually pretty cool. I thought it was going to be, like, over the top and crazy, but it was not. The way that it was actually pretty good. Um, But, yeah, so I can understand why they think it's okay to do this, because listening to the NYCC interviews, they do state that they do actually go through the comic book stuff. They don't just – they do pull a lot of this out of their ass, but they do also do their research on some stuff. Well, so I, mean, I could – go ahead. I wouldn't bring up the, Gold, the Gordon was Batman in the comics thing. I, I, I think that's kind of a cheap <laughs> argument to be honest because, yes, that's true. But I think for, – for, for one point, this, this show predates that storyline, I believe. But also, yeah. like, it's not – it doesn't really that, – that, They were happening around the same time because I remember speculating to you. That, that it might have been happening because of the show. Oh no, this is all Smallville's fault. Because they've been talking about doing the show like this for years. But like to me, like it's not so much like like in the comics that was more. You know, how can Gordon live up to Batman's legacy? As you say, with here, there's yeah. no, there is no Batman for Gordon to react around. So it's it's just Gordon doing the right thing. But they're doing it, and, and you know, I'm not saying that like Gordon cannot echo Batman. But the way that the, that the characters kind of revolve around, like he's like Gordon's a legend in Gotham, in in a, in a way which it doesn't. I'm to be s- fair, he is the main character of the show. He is. It is an ensemble cast, but he is the main. Like every single season, his face is dead center in all the promotions. And you know how it is with any main character; they get like all. Stuff. What I, what I will fall back on, and, and I've done this before to Josh, is that, like, when you compare season three where Matt has to say, Jim, I'm so glad you can make it to my tea party, Batman. I mean, Jim. And then just, you know, just, just, and I, I know I sound like a weeabo fanboy 
Just read Batman. <laughs> just read Batman Year One. Yeah, Gordon's the main character in Batman Year One, but he's not like. You say Batman. <laughs> he's, so, he's so kawaii. Um, <laughs> but like Gordon is the main character in Batman Year One, but the world does not revolve around Jim Gordon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that that's my point. You can you can make the main character without the world rise, the sun rising and falling under Gordon's whims. I don't know. Gordon was like kind of famous in Batman. You're like everyone was talking about him. Batman's like, I need you. I need help. I need Jim Gordon. And like Falcon and like all the other like crime lords were like, oh. And there's that cop Gordon. That's but but it wasn't like a, an obsession with Jim. Gordon. Even the news media was like, oh, and who could forget hero cop Jim Gordon. But no, it, it, but yeah, and of course, I'm not, I'm not saying Gordon should be shouldn't be famous because he is like you know the commissioner. Eventually, he is a very famous person in Gotham. But like, there's a difference. There is a flat out difference between Jim Gordon, the character in Gotham City, and the way that these characters just like masturbate over saying his name. It, it is it is really silly wow. when, when you watch it. It, 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 it. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and then I remember Balloon Man. <laughs> oh, is that, is, is that like when, when in doubt, pull out the blue man card? Is that yes, <laughs> and okay. dog man and head Dog man, the, the Mega Man robot masters. <laughs> I'm kind of with Jan, where like you, you just pretty much have to accept that this is the conceit of the show. That like because he's the main character and like Batman doesn't exist, like they're gonna be doing this stuff with Gordon. Like I, I kind of you know accepted that like you know epi- like mere episodes in. I think you're probably right, and like in like also. It's, oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. I was just going to say, also, they can't really focus on Bruce right now. Because if they focus on Bruce, it's going to be like Batman in like three episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that... Too busy, like, doing a line off not Talia's back. <laughs> just a Timberlake style. But, like, I think I think that there's a better way to do this. I, I think intellectually, you guys are right. He is the main character. What, what else yeah. are you going to do? But at the same time, it That's really... That's run, though. No, but I, 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 it really chaps my ass. When I it turns know. into a superhero sto- story with Ben McKenzie's Jim Gordon, and again, I'm not—I don't want to—I don't want—I don't want to. Dude, we're in season four. <laughs> you gotta let that go. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> but it just—it just—it just—it's no. not—it's not as though Gordon has superpowers from season two. You know, I don't you know. mean season three. <laughs> Whatever. Like, 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 I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. It's just, go ahead. <laughs> season three, he took that virus. <laughs> he took the virus and then slit Jervis's throat, and I was like happy. And then he killed the the Jervis. Lived, and then I was not happy. <laughs> uh, are we ready to get into one of the other plot lines? Yeah, you better do it before, before I kill myself. Yeah, we did. We finished everything. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we do, apparently uh, Fox decided that it was a bad idea to hire Kevin Spacey to do uh, Poison Ivy. So um, okay. the part of Poison Ivy will now be played by um, – oh, the actress who used to play Renee Montoya. She's coming back to the show to play Yay! Poison Ivy. <laughs> so we want Montoya back. We have her back, sort of. <laughs> Yay. This stupid so, show. Like, he's going to be replacement Ivy, kind of like she was the replacement question. That's gonna be so weird. She's like <laughs> the question when she, when she comes back. That's gonna be so weird when she's like doing scenes with like Aaron Richards because it's like they were a couple when she was a different character. That would be weird. Do we want to talk about that? Because I I have nothing to say about the the sirens plot line. Oh oh, <laughs> I like the part where Barbara walks in and like says. Who ordered Thai food? We didn't go because I don't have any. And she like drops in her gun because that was the moment where like I texted someone and I said, "What show am I watching right now?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like such a random 
way to make an entrance, and I don't hate it. I'm not mad. Probably just like, me at 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, yeah, because um, Bullock wasn't there to be like... I did! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because, like, wasn't there an episode where like they're cleaning up, like, blood? Like, it's, like, the second episode. He's like, that reminds me. There's a good Thai place on a Yeah, when home. you went to Tribeca. Yeah. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you said the whole... Um... The, the whole theater, the, the whole theater laughed about that. Yeah, yeah. the whole okay. theater probably would have laughed at this too. Like, oh, that's our Marbra. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that Tatha still looks mad at Barbara because for some reason I took it for granted that she would still be mad at her. I was like, oh, well, now her and Barbara are friends again. I was like, oh yeah, I guess she would still be mad at Barbara for a little while. Where the now. hell has she been? She's acting. She's acting. She's acting all like you know, like like insult. Like, like like I can't believe we wasted our time. We've not seen her since like September or something. Look, 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 she had to go back to the place where sexy people go when they're not on the show. <laughs> My bedroom now. <laughs> oh, <wish>. God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I wish. But, uh, I know you do. I think it's like typical Selena. She likes to go against the grain and do what she's do as she's not do as she's told. And um, also challenge herself because she was like, I could do this. She goes in and then gets over her head. But she does a couple times in the comics, right? Where she needs to get helped anyway. What is, uh, see, what, what's the question? Say again? <laughs> does, does, Selena, does Selena go in over her head in the comic and then wind up needing to get rescued? The answer is... All the time? I mean, not... <laughs> the the, the, the 90s crossovers. I've seen it a couple of times in comics, but I don't need... <sighs> okay. The only straight Catwoman comics I've read are New 52, and they were all terrible. Yes, they were. Oh my gosh, were they ever? Like, I like the first two or three issues, and then after that it was all like, I don't understand what these these plot lines are, why they're happening. I couldn't even get past the first two or three issues. Like, that that first issue was, like, so horrible that, like... The first um, issue is why I started reading it. (laughs) I bet it was. (laughs) Off podcast, but, like... I mean, j- j- just a sidebar, that, like, sex scene at the end... Was exactly <laughs> why I subscribed. Well, because, like, that, like, Don and I, we, we called um, one of our friends, John Watson, who we did a Spider-Man podcast with, and we, like, I don't want to say argued about that scene, but like, we basically, like, had a long discussion about that scene. Don and I were not forward, our friend John... I, I, I don't want to get into that right now, but, like... Um, a really long time. <laughs> I, I think that, like, uh, to kind of... Don knows why I like it. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I think people who listen to the show, like, like this, this many episodes in, who are familiar with their voice, can kind of figure it out as well. But what I want to say about like Catwoman needing help, that has I've not read like Catwoman myself in terms of her solo stuff, but like whenever she's in crossovers, I'm thinking like Legacy, where she's like trapped in like you know that that drowning like 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 prison chamber, or in Contagion where she's teaming up with Tim Drake, or in like you know Nightfall where she gets in the middle of a fight between like Azrael and Batman, like she. Not, you know she's a very capable character, but like she oftentimes is in over her head because of her, um, you know, kind of because of her personality. And like that's not doesn't speak bad about her, but it is it is a characteristic of her that you can connect to this to this episode. She's not a damsel in distress. She's more like uh, she has a lot of confidence in what she can do. Well, the damsel in distress, like like, like and I'm asking you this this uh, would that count if, if if the damsel is saved by a woman? Yeah, there's still a damsel. Because she's still in distress. 
but, but, but I mean, like, she's not. not like the, she's not like the, oh my god, save me, sort. Like, oh, once she Lord. gets, like, some traction, she gets some traction, she could just straight up save herself. Like, the person shows up and it's like, oh, a distraction. Boom, I'm out. You know what I mean? Well, and Barbara starts shooting the guy. Selena takes out her whip and, like, you know, gets one of the guns and, like, knocks the guy in the face. Um, yeah, exactly. With, with his own gun. Uh, to which, uh, <laughs> Oh, there was a point I was going to... Oh, yeah, the, the Selena thing, it's kind of like what's going on with Bruce, where, like, Bruce is trying to be Batman, but he's getting in trouble, and Alfred has to save him. Selena's trying to be Catwoman, but, like, she's still getting in trouble and, like, having to be saved. So it, it's it's still a little bit her origin story, too. Um, I wish that they hadn't shown that, 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 like, shot of the three sirens walking away, like, strutting, because that was kind of, like, the conclusion to, like, their storyline, episode so that that in the promo kind of like gave away that would be but whatever it's not like they away like who the father of like somebody's baby was in the promo or something like that it's it's not the hugest plot point but like it did it did give away because like once they were there i knew that barbara was going to come in and save them just from like the promo alone uh, I mean, I didn't think they were going to die, so like, I I wasn't like sitting with suspense. Although, uh, an- another reference to comics: the Street Demons are straight up uh, a-, a an established gang in Gotham City. So, like, that was kind of cool. It wasn't a made up gang. Was that who was with the headhunter? No, because he was he was on his own guys. But like, they were in the same decade. Like the Street. Oh Demons. no 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 no! Bad. <clears throat> Some yeah. reason I thought like the people with the headhunter were the Street Demons, but talking about the bikers that they were fighting yeah okay yeah that's oh, all good i just needed to correct myself i'm sorry i cut you off <laughs> no it's, it's, it's fine like, like, like when it said street demons i was like oh that's another thing from it like like i don't i didn't see who wrote this episode i doubt it was anybody recognized but like it, they clearly had just you know gone to like the comic book shop and picked up some issues to kind of get some names yeah. no clues on um barbara's gift from Roz here and like, if there is clues i miss them but like uh people online watching closely saying that like you know they were frustrated because we had no like idea what what was going on with that and i'm like yep that's normal i don't know i didn't say i was upset (laughs) no i mean like the people online i'm talking about you in like a general sense i I could give a crap like what the people are saying online the the royal you I, i i i like taking um <laughs> oh, do you know who like Grace the- was? She was Harley Quinn. Of course. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah, actually, let's let, let's talk about that plot. I'm dumb with sirens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm not unconvinced that Grace is in Talia. Oh uh, come on, come on, Josh. I I don't know. Okay. Like, her hair is black. And she's no, his age. Like, like they don't even. Make her anything like her ethnicity in the comics. Truth be told, like because this is Gotham, like I just got never mind. I, I, I was going to mention some blue-eyed girl <laughs> because he's actually tell you when he says, "I remember you from my school a couple years ago." What kind of sense would that make? Well, Raish yeah. has been around forever, but yeah. to be fair, he just said he just found his heir. Yeah, exactly. Like, At the beginning, well, of the season, yeah, so. he's old-fashioned. You know, he he wants the one that has you know chromosome if they write in here that like race coincidentally put his daughter in some rat ass gotham city school for no reason what do you mean rat ass it was an an elite academy bruce wayne went there in gotham city 
as opposed to like the Sorbonne or any place in any place in the world. Like, oh, I just quickly well, put put her. But put think her in about there. it. He had his eye on the Waynes even back then because he was like involved in the whole them getting murdered thing. So it's. What? It, uh, I, I'm not saying that there's clues. I'm not saying that there's a lot of evidence. I'm saying that like it would not surprise me if that's where they were going. Um, yeah, Alexander Sadeh didn't know that Talia existed when I spoke to him at Comic Con, but that was like weeks before it, they were filming episode three at that point. So you know maybe he didn't know what was coming down the line uh, because I, I do know the actors have said that like the writers don't tell them like the whole thing in advance and, every, and and when I heard the other interviews with him like at New York like he doesn't sound like he knows what's coming sometimes so maybe this is his daughter but it's yeah obviously I'm not going to say that there's like a bunch of clues you can point to some people thought that because of her ethnicity like ooh maybe they hired her because it looked like him I'm like well maybe that's I cannot tell what she was <laughs> apparently she, she's like Lebanese or something I read somewhere good for her <laughs> she's still not telling you We'll see. I mean, and, and, and yeah, as of now, she's not Italian. It just—it wouldn't surprise me. What do, you, what do you think, Jan? I think it's hilarious <laughs> because I'm just like flashing back to like a uh, Gotham Chronicle season one. It's like I shipped them for Essen and uh, Jim, and then Essen ended up dead. <laughs> yep. And then, like, man, Alan and. Ellen and Matoya are gonna get gone. So you think that she's 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 not long for the show? <laughs> she's um, gonna be around for the next episodes, according to the food topic, so Well, yeah, I mean he's he's becoming like he's going crazy right now. He's having his teenage crazy times and dealing with his grief again. Not the grief of his parents, but like the grief of um, failing at what he could have been, and he's not taking that too well. The grief of being written so badly. <laughs> uh, honestly, too, in an episode that's using the headhunter and the street demons, why give this girl the random name Grace instead of the name of like an existing Bruce Wayne girlfriend? Which is another reason why I was wondering if it was, you know, Talia in disguise, because they could have, you know, given. Julie Madison or Linda Page or but that's like Saint saying why, why would you name this this mysterious you know wrestling woman Cherry where she could have been like oh I don't know Maxima from the Superboy comics or like that like like they can make up characters from that, that, that's outsiders not, that's not <laughs> right. the same thing though because this is a Bruce Wayne girlfriend and yeah they can do an original character Chase Meridian man original they, they, they have they absolutely can but again this is the same episode where the writer was pulling stuff from the comics and and yeah this is very very that's a very very flimsy argument for me to go on i'm just saying like in my head i'm not ruling it out <laughs> i'm just glad that it's not like no never mind her boobs are out oh please no <laughs> and, and, and she could be playing bruce and stuff and like you know Whatever. she was she's she's at that party she was at that party. She sought him out. And Don, did do you think of like Ned Flanders' "Love That God" when she said that that it was Saturday? You know, I didn't, but that that, that is that is funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like like like. 
I, I don't find it to be unreasonable that the Gotham writers said, well, Bruce, you know, went to a school. School has girls. So let's, he's 16. Let's have him be, you know, a rowdy. T- I, I mean, I will say this just real quick because we're obviously – this is obviously a gigantic paragraph of a talking point with this character. But for what it's worth, I actually really liked all of the Bruce's, like, you know, angst and stuff. So I thought it was kind of cool. I thought Davi Mazows, he was – he gave a look that was much more intimidating than, like, bloated-ass Ben Affleck. Because, like, when he stared that kid down, I was yes. like, okay, that was – that's 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 badass. Yes. Um, so I will I will say that about that. This character is a non-character. I mean, like, and I thought she, you know, the actress is fine. The character is like fine, but like, why can't she just be, you know, a girl that like? Because eventually Bruce is going to get his act together and leave her behind, or she'll die. Um, yeah. What? Or if, she'll be evil like Silver Snake Cloud was. Okay, here's a better question: If she's Talia, what purpose does she serve being Talia? Because Rache is not granted. You know, James France sending Silver Snake Cloud to seduce Bruce because gross. But like, if they do the same thing, <laughs> if they do the same thing with with another like established Batman love interest, then I will give them the biggest middle finger. Because- Hold on, um, if it's if it's um, if they try it that way, which I really don't feel that they are, because she would be trying to groom him and move him to be something closer. But yeah, I feel like if it was going to be Talia, she would be grooming him to be closer to what. Um, Raish would want him to be instead of like, or maybe instead of like pushing him into a self-destructive behavior, because she's like super encouraging that self-destruction. And if if there's anything we know about Talia, she's all about uh, pushing her father's agenda until she's not. Yeah, exactly. That's literally <laughs> it. Yeah, she's all about her father until she's not. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay, a few um, months ago, for fun, I took all the Talia comics from her first appearance to, like, the mid-90s, and I put them in order, and, like, I read them, and, like, yeah, there's so many comics where, like, at the end, Talia decides to, like, betray her dad, and he's like, what? You've never done this before. I'll never trust you again. And then like, the next story, like, they're working together again, and then she wants to train him. It's like, <laughs> Raish is really stupid. When it comes to like trusting his daughter, because it never works out for him. But um, to be why would fair, she be encouraging? Sorry, no, yeah. Um, about why is she encouraging herself to show? We don't know what Raish's plan is. Like, what they're all about. Like, maybe this somehow helps, or maybe it gets Bruce balance, or maybe you know, like it makes him easier to be manipulated, or maybe this might be crazy. Maybe she's just some random girl named Grace. At his school, that has nothing to do with Grace Al Ghul. Grace Al Ghul. It was right there in front of us the whole time. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but always have to remember in the end, in the animated series anyway, she sacrificed her body for her father, and her father made out with. Is that in your head canon for like, hope- the, fi- the final adventure? <laughs> yep. Oh. I hope that doesn't happen here. What a damn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She says, I'm sorry, Bruce, but I didn't want you to find out this way on, on prom night. And then you hear Alexander Sadiq, detective. And then I throw up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He's like, are you calling me a detective? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's like I'm here. <laughs> it's like, no, not you. Gordon shows up at prom night. <laughs> Speaking of people pretending to be girls, um, 
Mila Kunis is unable to fulfill the Poison Ivy role, so they've recast it. Poison Ivy is going to be Claire Foley. Well, now we've come full circle. Well, there you go. What can you do? Exactly nothing. Keep, keep on watching, I guess. Uh, uh, speaking of recast, Tommy Ellie, he's back in dog form uh, as a different actor. He's he didn't. I like the he, new actor. He didn't really do much, like to be honest. Like so, he gave me a so big I, Riverdale I vibe. Like he kind of reminded me of Reggie. <laughs> That's not <laughs> Asian. Yeah. Wow. He looks yeah. so Asian. And Reggie was also recast this season, so Wait, there you go. You thought that like Tommy Elliott was Asian in this? No. You said he no. gave you Reggie vibes. So yeah, said, but like yeah. Reggie Reggie doesn't walk around, you know, in like a samurai costume like that. He's just a, he's just a guy, so like <laughs> But the actor <laughs> They what do you think Asians do Asian all day, guy. Don? <laughs> yeah. I just really want him and Tommy Elliott to become good friends. I want that to be a developing storyline. I don't know if they'll do it, but I really hope that they do. Like, it's like, I'm really sorry I was a douche, and then, like, of course, uh, Bruce will be on his guard, but eventually they just get really close, and then people start writing shit fiction. But other than that, like, and then, like... <laughs> Like four uh, seasons down the line, hush happens. I, I think that's like not they, have they, any contemporary friends in this show, and actually, I think that that would be good for him, especially since they can't use Harvey Dent because they made him an adult, and then they, you know, made him go Henry on a different James show. But uh, give me Bruce. Yes, of course. Oh, aha! We've come full circle. Jan didn't get those jokes. Now she's making them. I love it. Um, <laughs> she's graduated from the Gotham Chronicle Academy. Yay! Like, uh, but yeah, actually, yeah, giving Bruce a male contemporary friend would be nice. So. Well, I think that, like, you could, if you remember Tommy Elliot's origin, where he tried to sabotage his parents' his car to get their inheritance and all that kind of stuff. You could do. You, you could have them be friends. Him trying to do that and say that he's jealous of Bruce's money, and like you know, you you. I think you actually could start the hush storyline with him if this show cared about that. Uh, I mean, the, the potential is there, but like I'm going to remember that you said that you said that because the way that this show speeds things up, he'll be hushed with the bandages by next season. You mean and, by like in like two episodes? <laughs> we'll be on our like twelve poison ivy. I just see like a crying you know, Freeman like... crying face when you <laughs> just standing on like the cliff and turning with like the streams down your eyes. My gigantic snake tattoo all over my junk. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Don't turn around. <laughs> I, told you I told him not to turn around. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, like, I would have liked it if they develop it. If they say, next episode, hush, I'd be like, you. <laughs> Why are you hitting yourself in the face, a.k.a. hush? <laughs> Don just quit. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, that Pocahontas gif where she just jumps off the cliff into the water. <laughs> and that's Don. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I hate that scene of the movie, by the way. Um, what I was saying, yeah, I, I don't like that scene because her friend is like, oh, Pocahontas, get down here and stop being such a free spirit. 
you know, like us Indians are always serious. And she like jumps off the cliff and her friend's like, Pocahontas, I didn't mean get down that way. Like as if they're like a corporation or something. And like, Indians <laughs> never do things like jump into water. Native like, Americans? You know. Native Americans? Yeah. I used to actually really love that song before I realized it was offensive. (laughs) No, I never said that I loved the song, though. It was actually my favorite song from the whole show, but mostly because it was the whole movie because it was about Americans. And I was like, this is cool. It's cute. And then I didn't realize it was like racist as fuck. They're different from you and I, which means they must be evil. We sound the drums of war. <laughs> I, 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 we've derailed. Yeah, we did. I mean, um, do we have anything else to say about the Bruce plotline? I, I, I liked Mazzaz's acting, and you know, even though Bruce is like boozing up and like not being Bruce Wayne, I think that like they are carrying through with his character in a way which yeah. is which makes it, it it almost salvages the last time we saw him. Um, and I like the fact that he's angry. And he is handling that murder very well. Yeah. So when he sees zombie race in the, in, the, in the finale, you know he'll have gotten all that out of his system. He showed more remorse for murdering Rache in one episode than Gordon showed for murdering Galavan in like the entire season two. I thought you were imposing shit and say he, he showed more remorse for Rache than he did for Reggie, <laughs> which he didn't have anything to do with. Oh, uh, he, he he showed some remorse for Reggie. He was like crying to Selena, like he was like very upset. Yeah, I swore that I would never stand by and watch you push someone out a window. Look, kid, it's a push, eat, fall out of window world or whatever. Push, eat, fall out of window? Are you eating the falling out of the window? Like, how does this work? I, I almost made a joke about the catchphrases when Penguin, like, stabbed, like, you know, head under, like, the second one's my signature, then he goes on a rampage and stabs everyone, saying their catchphrase, like, stabs Selena and says, look, kid, stabs <laughs> Alfred, Master B, Master B, Master B, he, like, digs up the grave of, like, um, Sarah Essen and stabs it, saying, I can't do anything, I want to do something, but I can't do anything, <laughs> he, like, stabs Fish's corpse phrases. and says, Falcone's, <laughs> Falcone's a weak old man. What kind of methamphetamines would be, would be snorted up his body to do that? <laughs> he could just like get he like, just finally snapped. He finally that would be interesting yeah. to see him on the touch wires. <laughs> Next week's episode is called "Stop Being Yourself." Grundy and Nigma become the main attractions at Terry's place in the Narrows. Penguin wants revenge when he hears Nigma is mocking him on stage. Awesome, and enlists the sirens for help. Doesn't he what? hate them? Yeah. Meanwhile, Gordon is offered the position of GCBD captain, putting him at odds with Bullock in the all-new Dark Knight. Stop hitting yourself. And uh, we have... <laughs> so, the cast list is uh, Mayor Burke, Martin, Firefly, Cherry, and some guy named Grady. I think he's a... I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sound like we're getting line next week, but... Uh... Well, also the, like, like, like the promo which we've all seen kind of spoils the outcome of like the you know Gordon's position. I'm <laughs> I'm excited for this episode based on a few things. First of all, like I, I saw still images of like Nima dressed up as Penguin mocking him, and that looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, oh yes! And at New York Comic Con, um, Marina Bacarin like mentioned that like in this episode, uh, she's finally going to deck Barbara Keen in the face after like all. Of- they've been through the last few years. But so. no more sexy fighting on the floor? 
<laughs> well, she didn't say that. <laughs> you remember that episode, right? Oh, yeah. Did uh, they go in the ring and they start fighting and like somebody's like flashing mud at them and it's like Jim, he's in the car and he's like, what can I say? Come on, Sophia, get in there. I want. It's like undercover brother where, where like he and like and like other characters like the guys like pull up chairs, they like, start eating popcorn and like and it's like give me back my bra, uh, bar, bro. I'm not even wearing a bra. Uh, uh, uh. Like, I, that was from Community. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Episodes where characters who don't usually come together come together. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Lee and Barbara reunite and the Narrows gang and the Penguin gang do stuff. And Tabitha, we're like seven episodes in and we're or eight episodes in, I guess. And like we're seeing Tabitha and Butch reunite. And I love in the promo the look on her face when she like sees Butch. Like, holy So yeah. they- I'm looking forward to that. And plus, Nicola again, so there's that. What do you all think about the promo and stuff? I love uh, Nigma's shiny jacket because it reminds me of like Jim Carrey vamping around. <laughs> it makes me feel safe when I'm jogging at night. Like it just—I <laughs> love that bit. So, so like, that made me smile. Um, right? <laughs> I didn't even remember that until you said it. Batman will I save me. I haven't seen anything past Batman Returns in forever because I don't care about any other Batman movie. Batman will say. Coming for you! Ho, 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 ho. I'm counting on. Anyways, um, honestly, I personally found the the promo to be kind of like whatever, <laughs> like 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 kind of you know I, I didn't find it to be that memorable besides Corey Michael Smith's you know shining and glistening. Um, but you know we, we shall see you next week. You know what I'm here for. Tabitha's gonna see Solomon Grundy. That's all I need. That's all I need. But will they have sex? That's the important question that we must ask ourselves. And if they do, I'm going to say, oh, come on, they're just kidding. They're just kidding. <laughs> they're not really together. Crying Freeman face. <laughs> uh, I, wonder, I wonder if this is going to affect like the whole Barbara relationship with Tabitha, too, because she's like, I'll never forgive you because Bitch is dead, and that's the one thing that you can never take back. He's never coming. He's right behind me, isn't he? Just Pretty much. I want to see if he remembers things, and if he does, how is that going to like, affect him? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, is is like you know because I, that's like his one true love right there. Like he was so like oh my god, feels in my body. Well, they've already said in interviews that like he's not going to remember her, but maybe like he will second at the end, and like Nigma will probably like. Rune it like he'll start to remember. They'll be no Grundy. She she's mean. You hate her. She 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 took your cereal or something. Kill her. Grundy kill. And then I stab Corey Michael Smith in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And then running my twice. (laughs) And then you Isabella. Oh god! Uh, Breaking news: Maggie Gia. Uh, she has left Gotham again. Oh, no, not Maggie Gia. Claire Foley. Well, actually, Maggie Gia. We forgot to mention that uh, Claire Foley left the show again, and Maggie Gia replaced her again. And she also decided to leave again. So it's been a very big week for Poison Ivy casting. So now, What is about Chelsea- this character that no one wants to play her? <laughs> it's so toxic. Chelsea Speck has returned for her third Gotham role. She's playing um, Ivy Pepper, and we're going to find out that uh, she secretly, because of you know her check 
has a last name that we didn't know about. She's Ivy Pepper Kringle, um, you know, played by Chelsea. Ah, you're, you're making me angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> and she's a. Uh... She's Kristen's twin sister, who was clearly, like, 12 years younger. <laughs> sure. Played by the same actress. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, any more thoughts about next week? I can't wait to see what wacky hijinks homeless cop and friends will get into that time. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> she has graduated. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, D- hey, DW. Hey, whoa. Oh, boy. So until next time, this is Josh. This is Donovan. This is Jan. And this is uh, Claire Foley. This is Maggie Gia. And this is Peyton Liss. <laughs> and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle Ivy Pepper podcast. <laughs>